listening to the Haunted Davenport podcast. We are gathered for this recording um, to pay tribute to our dear friend and co-host, Chris Howcroft. For those of you who have not been following us on social media or don't know us personally, um, you may not be aware that um, we, we lost Chris in July due to complications with type 1 diabetes. Um, it was a shock for all of us, and we miss him dearly. And that is the reason why we've been on hiatus since our June episode. Um, we wanted to take some time, and hopefully you'll stick with us and join us while we share some memories about our good friend and some of the favorite moments of our podcast so far, and also just some fun moments um, that we've shared with Chris over the years. So that if you didn't know him um, in life personally, we'd like you to feel like you know him a little bit better. Um, with me tonight are my other co-hosts. I'm Allison, by the way. Um, hopefully this is not your first listen to our show. Um, because... It's a rough start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, I'm Allison. With me tonight are Drew. Hello. And Andy. Hello. Caught me mid-tea drink. So, um, just to let everybody know, um, you know, we, let's see, this is, we actually, I think, intended to do this a little bit sooner, but I think, I, as I speak for everybody, we needed some time <coughs> to process, uh, to process the reality of uh, Chris's absence in our lives, and to process and grieve to the point where we could actually pay a coherent tribute to him. No one, no one wants to hear three people ugly crying into a microphone for 45 <laughs> minutes. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to try and Probably keep it... Probably somebody that's into that. <laughs> we're going to try and keep it light in our usual style because if you have been listening to our show or you knew Chris outside of the show, you would know that that was kind of his style and partially why we were such good friends because he was one of us. He shared so many interests and... Um, was a great friend and had a wonderful sense of humor. Um, in fact, could be just wickedly funny. So we're going to talk a little bit about Chris and uh, stay with us. Yeah. Um, first, I, we think we should also add, um, when we lost Chris, we didn't really talk about things right away about the podcast too much or anything, but we definitely started having discussions about what we wanted to do further with the podcast and we definitely will keep it going because the one thing we all agreed on was that's definitely what Chris would have wanted. And we also realized that Chris would probably make the joke, whatever you do, just don't Peter Cushing CGI me in there, which also is the first Star Wars reference to this uh, Chris memorial. Um, so take a drink. Chris Anyways. invented the Star Wars reference, didn't he? Uh, or was it I'm the two sure. of you together? He was definitely the one that would not let in a single episode go no. without mm. a Star Wars reference. You could see him squirm at the end of like <laughs> an episode. If he realized we hadn't made a Star Wars reference, you could see his brain working every time we started to talk to try and figure out how to get Star Wars linked into it. Because Chris loved the Star Wars reference. Yeah. So we will still have Star Wars references. They might not be as many, 
but we will definitely still have Star Wars references. And they will be in honor of Chris. So we hope if you continue on with the podcast with us, if you um, happen to have a drink. Oh, spooky sounds. Spooky sounds are playing in the background. Um, That's just our (laughs) Snoopy Halloween clock, guys. But, you know, Chris was the biggest Halloween fan you would ever meet of the season, not necessarily the movie. I'm don't think I ever got his thoughts on the movie, <laughs> but he loved Halloween so intensely. And we were recording this just after Halloween and where we, um, celebrated in high style and partially in honor of him. And so, you know, it's fitting that we've got some creepy sounds in the background. Cause again, I think that's, right. that's what he would have liked. It was just a little over a year ago when we recorded our Halloween special special and that was the was just thinking back that's the time that Chris would always I don't know if Chris ever had a driver's license in his life yeah I'm not Um, sure I've never known him to drive and but I haven't known him forever Um, but he would always get a lift here and one time the lift driver when dropping him off said oh there are Really getting into the Halloween spirit when they tra- dropped him off, as Chris told us. Well, this is last then, September a year ago. Right, yeah. and we looked around, and Chris, I guess, laughed to himself because he looked at the house and he said, Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> it was just our normal lights on. We, we just, just started decorating. I think all we had put out was candles. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, 60% of the candles in no, our house we, are No, we had things round. in the house because our guest, Nathan Toll, who came, That's right. we did commented on, on our decor, yeah. and I let mm-hmm. him know, even though he said that we were at a, a, a Connor family-worthy Halloween level, I told him we weren't finished yet. <laughs> Which means like, we're better than the Connors. <laughs> well, aren't we? Anyway, we're digressing, so. as, as we as, as we, we do. Should. Yeah, t- tangents abound. Um, so, one of the things I wanted to share... Um, for people who have been fans of the show and don't know Chris, is that Chris was a wildly creative person, but also because he was such a good friend, it was just kind of, um, I guess he had had an interesting collection of friends. Chris was a very talented musician and a filmmaker. And I think when you're an eccentric artist, and I mean that in all of the positive ways. Uh, Coming from an essential Exactly. <laughs> then you tend to have really interesting friends. And we went to his memorial service in August with friends and family. It was a packed house and not a dry eye, let me tell you. It was a really wonderful celebration of his life, and it was surrounded by um, some of his works of art and people um, that had performed in bands with him, played songs in his honor. But one of the highlights I thought was Chris was good friends with kind of a local celebrity around here who was a uh, well-known Abraham Lincoln impersonator who does parties and events and he used to be a regular at our local theme park Enchanted Forest and uh, there was something very surreal but also perfect about pulling up to the venue for the memorial and seeing Abraham Lincoln in full garb standing there in the parking lot and then later inside. It wasn't that he was quite in... I guess he was in. No, he yeah, was in full dress. But like, there's photos. It's funny to me because I've met the guy a couple times, because um, he's done like a beard and mustache competition. Anyways, that's <laughs> totally out of here, and you've met him before, kind of. Um, but like, 
that enchanted Whenever forest. we have ever seen him in the past, he's always as Abraham Lincoln. You know, like sure. Neither, none of us have ever met him as not Abraham Lincoln. So it just seemed really fitting that when we go to Chris's memorial, of course, because people there were some people that were dressing in Halloween costumes to honor Chris. Of course, he's still in Abraham Lincoln clothing and playing the part like it just seemed right. Well, the thing that came to mind um, was uh, for anyone who's ever seen the movie Big Fish, um, at the end of that film, there's a gathering of eccentric, fun characters uh, to, you know, I don't want to spoil the movie for people, but um, there is a memorial at the end and there's all these really whimsical, interesting people at this memorial. And I, I felt like, Chris had a big fish memorial. It was very fitting because he was someone who embraced innocence and wonder and magic as often as possible. And um, and also, you know, of course all these wonderful eccentric people would show up at his memorial because he, he was a solid friend. He was somebody, even if you hadn't talked to him in a long time, you could call in the middle of the night if you needed to talk to somebody. He was just that kind of guy. Um, so anyway, I wanted to share that story for, for those in the listening audience who didn't know Chris and weren't there. I feel like maybe a few of you were though. Um, so anyway, uh, I also thought it would be fun. Um, if anybody has any particular stories from just recording or just adventures that we had with Chris over the years, um, uh, one of the things I wanted to do tonight was, uh, read some of Chris's notes, which I actually did a little bit in a previous episode I think last year, just because sometimes when we would gather and we would watch a TV show or a TV movie together, um, I'd pass out some paper in case anyone wanted to jot some notes down because I'm a note taker. So I just thought whoever wants to do this and Chris was always borrowing a notepad and he would leave the most hysterical notes and sometimes they'd get addressed in the episodes, but sometimes they wouldn't. And there was just hilarious things. And I'm going to treasure those notes always, you know, as I will also you know, treasure all well, of these episodes. Bring them up every once in a while. Oh, there's sure. things we'll revisit that we could always get Chris's thoughts on. So it. do you guys, do you want me to launch? I feel like I'm, I'm doing most of the talking, but do you guys want me to launch into some of those note readings and, and sure. remind people in the listening audience what some of those episodes relate to? And then after that, maybe we could talk about, you know, just some of our personal friendship moments with Chris, you know. As you can tell, as usual, we've planned out this uh, yeah. episode very, very well, far in advance. It's not really an episode. We're just no, talking about our friend. <laughs> and also, <coughs> um, also to be fair, I think, you know, this isn't something none of us wanted to do this because it's, it's right. hard to say goodbye. It's hard to embrace the reality that a good friend that we gathered with you know, at least on a monthly basis, is gone now, and and so young. He was only thirty nine. Um, so, if please forgive us if we seem a little bit disorganized or in our usual fashion, but it was just hard to. Um, that's a hard thing to do. It's just a hard thing to you know, properly eulogize somebody you care about, well, especially. You, you feel you. His his presence is really missed here. It doesn't oh, yeah. feel the same without him here at all. I I I miss his commentary sorely. He would have something yes. interesting to say on the topic, I'm sure. 
He really would. He really would. Chris, on the topic of Chris, yep. it would be fantastic. <laughs> well, oh, so... Be- if seances worked, oh my god. <laughs> one, one thing that, um, I mean, one of the things I think that has been great about the experience of doing this podcast with Chris is that we have 16 episodes that we'll always have with him. It's archived. I personally have not been in the right state of mind to go back and listen to them yet, but I know that they're there and I'm comforted by the fact that they're there. And that's not me just trying to plug our show. You know, it's, it's something it's, it's just a really wonderful piece of him that he left behind. In addition to, you know, film shorts and lots of art and just really funny posts on social media and all kinds of great, crazy costumes that he did over the years for Halloween. Um, but one of the things that I guess, I don't know, was coming to mind was recently I was kind of looking back at some of his social media and missing him. And I saw him post to a friend, um, that was in need, um, a while back saying, you know, when things, hard things happen in life, it's not about, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he was basically saying it's not about, um, the thing that happened so much that's hard. It's about how you rise to the moment and how you deal with it. And that's what life is about, you know, and shows your character. And I think, I think that was a lot of wisdom coming from him. And I think that Chris would want us to be joyful in remembering him. And, and he also, in addition to our 16 episodes, which were so much fun, he left us an iTunes review, <laughs> which I cannot look at without smiling. We're new to iTunes, now called Apple Podcasts. It's confusing. Still I don't know. Still only review, right? No, we have two. We have two? But he left us a review, and it says, I love Chris the most. He's so <laughs> funny. Five stars. Something like that. So I look back at that. So if any of you in the listening audience ever feel compelled to leave us a review, and I'm not fishing for a review, I, I, you know, I don't really care about reviews. We're doing this for fun. But if you do leave a review, maybe you could leave a, a comment about how funny Chris is or how great Chris is when you leave your review or Chris, how funny he was. I think that would be a great legacy. But I'm never not going to be able to look at our Apple Podcasts feed and see that and not smile and... That's just his legacy, you know? He's somebody, you cry in his absence and you miss him like hell, but... It's also totally his then you sense smile. of humor. Yeah. To leave that review, and oh, at the yeah. same time, he's, like, has such a self, self-deprecating self humor as well, where, like, he would never give himself enough credit, but the second he had the opportunity to give himself <laughs> credit, he would just throw that out there. Just Chris be like, yep, best. Chris is awesome. Mm-hmm. Just by the way, did you see all these cool things I did? They're great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get into some notes because I think we could use some laughs. Sure. So let's see. Some of these I've read before on the show um, and some of them I haven't. So I think... One thing I did go over with Chris in attendance when we were doing a past episode, I think when we were talking about our second episode of the Haunted Davenport, we're 
two years old now. Um, we did a Christmas horror episode where we compared uh, the two versions of the story from Tales the Tales from the Crypt comic story called An All Through the House, and it's about a killer Santa Claus. And if you haven't listened to the episode, please go back and listen. I'm not going to rehash the whole thing, but, you know, we compared a 70s, uh, a 70s anthology, film anthology version to a Tales from the Crypt 90s episode from, actually, was it late 80s? Early 90s? Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, go back and check that out if you want all the details. But Chris took a bunch of fun notes for that. And a lot of them are about the 70s version, which had some really interesting well, interior it decor. Version. It was the best version. And uh, he has a question written on here. Is that a tree? Maybe it's three trees glued together. And then after that, it says Christmas Fez! Exclamation <laughs> point. That's right. And then right. it says... Well, for hats. Yeah. And then it says... Yeah. And then it says Clockwork Orange Furniture. And then my all-time favorite... Well, it's one of my two favorites. There's two favorite comments on here. Jones, Joan Collins is hiding a small child in her hair. <laughs> when isn't she, Chris? Anyway. Oh, God. Remember that movie where she's being, she's being harassed by a little person and he curses her to have a demon baby? Oh. That's totally off topic, but that's a movie. Right. Um, I think it's called, like, The Evil or The Devil the Within evil Her. Within. Um, anyway, yeah. super campy good times. So other notes, uh, here's my other second favorite notes. note. The phone looks like a sex toy. And if you've seen the Tales from the Crypt anthology oh, from the 70s, princess the, phones. it does look like a sex toy. All right. And then we get to his comments on the Tales from the Crypt episode where he has Larry Drake, Dr. Giggles. I think that's who played Dr. Giggles. I haven't seen Dr. Giggles. And then he has, um, he's making fun of, there's an answering machine message that's played oh, in the yeah. newer version. The Vic Monster. Leave your measurements. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's some good, some good notes from that episode. And then what do I have here? I'm going to be thumbing around through different, different oh, things. Sorry about the paper rustling, guys. I'm not super organized with notes. Um, at some point I might just separate out all the Chris notes just to save them in a special place. Oh god. Yeah. You literally just open that up and it's just, <laughs> it just the says, middle of the notes in giant letters <laughs> is glory hole. Alright. Pop quiz for our longtime listeners. In which episode would Chris have written in all caps about a glory, glory hole? hole? Anyone? Anyone? If you said Ghostwatch, you would be correct. Oh, that's so, right. <laughs> Ghostwatch, we did, that was our third episode. That was and, a good episode. Yeah. I feel like later on, we all got a little less into the note-taking because all of my notes from Chris that he are left behind on. are early yeah, on. Early I think on. we kind of got into a better groove and we just sort of watched things and then sure. looked stuff up on the internet while we talked because we're professional podcasters, guys. <laughs> well, I think it works really well that way because we don't need to take notes because we're here. And, mm -hmm. like, I think if we... The times that we try to hold on to notes in the past has always been we end up just trying to restructure and, like, get back into the note. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel like the free flow thing, when we got into that stride, is 
it just works better for me at least. Yeah, sure. we, when we when we found our groove, it really worked well. When everyone decided notes were out, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, in in Chris's notes, he has um. Gosh, he's he has just basically different notes about about watching Ghost Watch, but Glory Hole is by far written in the largest writing and it's all caps and then there's an arrow pointing towards it in very tiny writing it says an untidy room or cupboard used for storage because that's what glory <laughs> hole means in the uk right luckily there are notes about what it means here <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need those notes mm -hmm. um for some reason, he has alien autopsy written down and circled, probably because we've talked about we're going to do an episode on the alien autopsy, which we did, <coughs> and it was fun. Um, he has some notes about Michael Parkinson, or no, is it Parkinson? Anyway, the guy who was the host of Ghostwatch, mm -hmm. um, and he has notes about how he was on the, the uh, album cover for Band on the Run oh, right. with Christopher Lee. Which, see our show notes for that episode. You can see that photo. Um, it's hilarious. Yeah. And he definitely wrote down stuff about Badger Watch. Because, mm -hmm. didn't he send us? I think Chris sent us the video of Badger he Watch. Found yeah, it, he yeah. found it. He found Badger Watch so we could all watch Badger mm -hmm. Watch. Because he was obsessed with Badger Watch. Which, you know, why wouldn't you be? Yeah, how could you not be? That's why then, it did so well in the ratings, you know? And then he, he commented, good set decorating, used pots. Okay. I don't know. Oh, because the, uh, the, the kitchen yeah. was yeah, sure. going crazy. Yeah. Dirty dishes. <laughs> Get it, shove those in the glory hole. Well, I mean, it does make sense that mm -hmm. that would be good set design because, like, if you have a perfectly clean and tidy home, which they often do in TV shows and stuff, it doesn't seem real. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea behind Ghost Watch, now we're just turning into an episode on Ghost Watch. Ghost Watch. The, whole, <laughs> the it, whole idea behind the show of Ghost Watch was to make it feel real. Mm -hmm. And well, had they had a perfectly clean, tidy, amazing house, it wouldn't have felt real. Right. Well, I remember we talked about that because it, it felt lived in. It looked yeah. like a family actually lived there. It was very good. I think... This next page of notes that I have, I think this is going to be the last one we'll do before we move on to other things, <coughs> excuse me, is, um, I think this is from our very first episode, because I'm seeing lots of Nazi refer references. So our very first episode, in case you haven't listened to it, um, was uh, discussing the Night Gallery pilot. And mm, the last right. segment of the Night Gallery pilot deals with a former SS officer hiding out in... Argentina. So, most of these notes aren't actually really hilarious. Like the, I think the the Joan Collins Christmas episode just takes the cake. But he does have, he gets excited. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely Night Gallery because there's notes about how the Moog comes in for action music in that, and you know anybody who knows or Moog. Moog is it Moog? That's. Chris would correct it all the time, okay. but it's Moog. I was going to say, he's not here, I can't ask him, because I do not know. Um, but he has he has some fun... I believe he would know. Some so. fun notes about, specifically, the episode with the uh, 
SS officer. And I am blanking on what that segment is called. But if you want to look it up, it's our first episode. Right. Um, Third segment of the first episode. And he has written down Charles Bukowski in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> oh, right. Because it was... Uh, in the episode, like, he's living in a disheveled, horrible, tiny apartment. Sure, no, no, and, yeah. And, like, it's has a stained white shirt and everything, and he's basically living like Charles Bukowski. It's spot on. Who is in World War One? So I'm guessing that the Moog, if that's how you pronounce it, is in reference to the cemetery, the first segment with, right. with uh, Ronnie McDowell. Right, he was discussing... All the fun noises, I believe, and on that episode. Has... If you listen back, you can hear... I'm trying to remember. Is it like a weird cat noise or something that's... There's... Yeah, there, there's some sound effect. There was a sound a effect that plays over and over and yeah. over again. Chris... No, I, I remember Chris the, the sound. I don't know how to describe it. Often, like, we would get obsessed over, like, a little noise or something or something with the sound. Because we're just like, oh, that sounds funny. But Chris would start getting obsessed with thinking, because this is just the way Chris's mind worked and what he was really into. He would be trying to figure out how they actually created the sound and what processors, because he was very into vintage equipment and, you know, old recording stuff, and because he's a, a tech geek, music geek, so. But, like, he would try and figure out, like, the looping process they must have done or what piece of equipment, and that's probably why he had Moog. Oh yeah, down. yeah. No, he he had lots of <coughs> musical notes for this particular episode. And like on the Sleepy Hollow episode, he actually. Oh, when, when we, we did covered the Halloween Ichabod, specials. Yeah, okay. the Halloween specials. Sorry, I immediately thought of that. Um, there's that '70s version with um. Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum right. which I think we should what? cover. Yeah, well, we should no. cover. We should cover that. Somewhere. Jeff Goldblum but, plays Ichabod Crane. It's it's. Not it's very slow. Not uh, great. <laughs> it's early it's in his It's definitely career. worth a watch. That's a shame because it sounds amazing. Oh, it's yeah. on YouTube. You can totally watch it. No, no, yeah. it's no. it's definitely got its moments. It would it's one of those though that like it's worth the watch if you just need to see that happen. But Which it would have been way better had the Rift Tracks guys done it or something. Sure. Oh, okay. Okay, so, but anyway, what you were saying Anyways, about the what I was saying is Crosby. on the animated with Bing Crosby, whichever episode the Disney we did, version. the Disney version. Mm-hmm. Um, while we were discussing, you know, who played this and, you know, who wrote that, Chris was on his phone vehemently trying to figure out when the first reverb like uh i forget if you listen to the episode he actually talks about it in the episode but there's different ways of getting echo effects in whether it's a practical effect or a mechanical effect on an like a a solenoid or something i forget exactly how it works but there's a thing where you speak into the microphone and it automatically reverbs and creates an echo and he was sitting there trying to figure out when the electronic echoes first became a thing. And he was trying to figure out whether or not they did it as electronic or this or that. And, like, that was his rabbit hole he went down for that. Huh. And he was always good at that with the 
the music and the sound, noticing things and knowing knowing who wrote things too was always he was really good at. Yeah, he had an encyclopedic knowledge of like music composers or sound designers. Oh, yeah, yeah, directors. He'd... He's he's the guy that sits at the end of the movie and would like be watching the entire credits roll and he'd go, "Oh yes, of course he would have done the sound." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense now. Mm-hmm. It would be like, "Jesus, Chris." Like he was, he was there just listening to it and going, okay, no, that, that sounds like so-and-so's work. I wouldn't be surprised if he had known like different Foley workers and, and who, who did what Foley work for which movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris actually did some musical scoring for some independent film too. And I, um, I am. Sorry to say that I don't recall which episode we discussed this in, but it did come up in conversation. And I will go back and post a link to one of the films that he scored in the last couple of years. It was a more recent one. Um, and post that in the show notes for this episode, as well as some other things that Chris did so that people can go, you know, check out his work. And uh, if you haven't already. And um, also, I'm going to post a link to his Instagram account, which is still up. And going um there are all kinds of photos of chris's costumes there are clips of him playing music um short film clips there's just a wealth of things on there and if that's something you'd be interested in checking out and wanting to know a little bit more about who he was uh creatively and just as a person in general um i'm gonna post a link to that as well so people can look at that and we're gonna have some photos um because uh one of the things that, you know, as we said before, Chris loved Halloween and he he was famous for his Halloween costumes, which is why there were multiple people that were dressed up in some kind of Halloween attire during his memorial service. And um, right before he passed, he, he'd actually been kind of planning what his costume was going to be. and Which like, Chris would often do and then the day of Halloween change. would change his <laughs> yeah. costume to something else, throw it together on a whim... Um, but it would be amazing. Yeah, actually, at his memorial, one of his best friends growing up had mentioned how him and Chris were planning this uh, Halloween dual costume where they were going to be Batman and Robin, and they had it all planned out and how great <laughs> it was going to be. And he said he showed up at Chris' house to pick him up, and Chris had last second thrown together a Skeletor costume. <laughs> And he said, I don't remember exactly how it goes, obviously, but he said, you're, you're not Robin. And he's like, no, I'm Skeletor. Let's go. (laughs) And so they went to the party as Batman and Skeletor. Yep. Or it might've been the other way. It might've been Robin and Skeletor. I think it was was, probably, it was was Robin Robin and and Skeletor. Yeah, that's for sure what it was. Well, in the, in the which last... is even better than Batman and Skeletor, because at least then Batman and Skeletor, you could be like, oh, they're gonna fight each other because it's like a weird crossover. But no, Robin and Skeletor is just like <laughs> two lesser characters of another character's show. But a great <coughs> night. Yeah, <laughs> but a good time. I don't know. I'm sure I that think... Skeletor costume was probably epic. Skeletor plus anything is pretty pretty epic. Um, 
So we, we over the past several years have thrown an annual Halloween party and Chris was in regular attendance at those. And, and within the last, like what, three or four years, we started giving out prizes for the best right. costume. And this is our third year of giving out prizes. The first year we gave out a prize. It went to Chris. Chris won it by a mile. He showed up, and I'm going to post this in the show notes because I was actually going to do this last year at Halloween, and we were talking about Halloween costumes, and I sadly didn't, but I, I will post this for sure. He walked in the door as Han Solo in, in Carbonite. Carbonite, so second Star Wars reference for those <laughs> playing at home. And, While and holding a beer yes. through the Carbonite. Yes, and it was... It was great. It was a glorious, glorious costume, and and he posed and like do the head, like turn his head, full face makeup. You'll see the photo. Check out the show notes on hauntedDavenport.com. Um, and it was it was really wonderful. And last year, he showed up as the Riddler, which he said he threw together last minute. And, and it, it was looked a great so great. Riddler costume. And a we ended costume. up not give. We gave him the first prize to another. Another um, guest who also put a lot of effort into her costume, only because Chris had won it the year before. Right. We couldn't just give Chris the costume award every year, but we've decided from now on that the costume award is in honor of Chris. It's the Chris Howcroft Award. So if you if you happen to know us personally and you come to one of our Halloween parties in years to come then you might be eligible for the Chris Howcroft Award. And mm-hmm. you really have to step up your game if you want to win that. Yeah, the winners left this year were pretty epic. Yes, yes they were. Yeah. So anyway, that's just, you know, really fond memories of Chris. Actually, I think the first time I met Chris was before we got married when we had a Halloween party. That was and our first Halloween yeah, party. Yeah, Stacy brought him over and he was, wasn't he dressed like Sergeant Pepper? Um, well, we did a Day of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead thing mm-hmm. where you have to dress as dead, whatever, but um, zombies or whatever. Yeah. You know, just had to fit into, it was Day of the Living Dead, I think, was our theme sure. title. But he showed up as dead John Lennon yeah, in full in, Sergeant, in Sergeant Pepper, Pepper. Oh, man. That was so great. I think we got photos of that, too. Probably. Somewhere, yeah. Somewhere we have photos of that. Um. I don't post all the photos, but I'll, I'll definitely post several. And then, um, just, gosh, Chris was also our, our Hollywood theater movie buddy a lot of the time. We saw a lot of great movies with him. We met a lot of interesting celebrities and people at signings and events there with him. Mm-hmm. He was kind of our go-to guy. He went with us. We saw Joe Dante hosting the Burbs at the Hollywood theater. Yeah, that was and good. that was just oh that was just a wonderful night i was so happy i love the burbs so much and uh seeing joe dante and getting to do a q a and i i know chris asked him a question i cannot remember well mainly chris basically it was he less just of told a question and, that chris just told him that gremlins was the inspiration for him to love movies as a kid basically sure, yeah he watched gremlins and said yep that's it <laughs> so we had we just had all these awesome you know, as as kind of film nerds and pop culture junkies, Chris was our our partner in crime a lot of times. We um, I posted pictures on on our Twitter account, but um, I'll probably post one in the show notes. We met Pam Greer with Chris and um, Linnea Quigley and Linnea Chris. Quigley and man, we oh we don't have a picture with Chris with Linnea Quigley. I don't think, or maybe we do. I have to dig through our photos. I feel like we might, but. 
Pam Greer photo, I know exactly where that is. And we, um, and we just had such a marvelous time. We, and, you know, we had a really epic adventure at Enchanted Forest, which is, you know, if you're not in Oregon, that's our, our main big theme park and that we all grew up with here. And, um, just, he was always down to go do fun things and he was never, um, he could be very childlike without being childish, if that makes sense. He was very mature, um, but he wasn't, you know, like a stuffy. He wasn't immature. He wasn't a stuffy grown-up, you know. He was down he to play. He wasn't immature, but he also wasn't, he had his stuff together enough, you know, to. Sure. He was well. Well. Well, well planned out a lot of times. I believe it was. Ursula K. Le Guin, who was an excellent Portland area science fiction author, who I highly recommend if you love science and, and speculative fiction, uh, is quoted as saying, the imaginative adult is the child who survived. And Chris definitely embodied that, I believe. Mm. And I think that's something, you know, that we strive to as well. Um, but yeah, he also, he loved karaoke. He was <laughs> all about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, and in fact, he was... We have a New Year's Eve memory of him rocking it at karaoke when we went on that, that New Year's Eve bus pub crawl with us. Oh, us yeah. And what did he do? Oh, the um, Papa Umau Mau. Well, yeah. a bird is a word. He did. I think I have a little bit of crappy video on my phone of that. Oh, God. If um, you have that video, we should post that. It's I'll... kind of insane. It shows... I don't think you could really hear him, though, because it was a really busy bar. Also, he was kind of insanely singing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he dedicated it to um pink flamingos i've still never yeah. seen pink flamingos so i'm not sure how it connects in and we we used to go to um hollywood theater had this awesome movie trivia night which we haven't been to in ages but we went to that with chris a few times and mm -hmm. it was nice to have him because you know like like we were saying earlier with the podcast he just rounded out holes in our knowledge it was just such a great complimentary group of minds to, mm -hmm. to do so. And we did pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a lot of fun and you just, I don't know. It's really nice as an adult to bond and make friends, at, you know, that aren't just people you grew up with that share your interests. And, you know, they say, well, it's harder to make friends in your thirties, but sure. you know, we became fast friends with Chris. I think you'd known him longer than I had Drew. I, so I was introduced to Chris through my friend Stacy, and it was the first, the only, the last time that I'd ever seen anybody, apparently Facebook has a way that you can suggest friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'd never known that existed, and I was a little weirded out when Stacy, or in my inbox or wherever it was, I don't know, it was so long ago, just popped up, says, Stacy recommends you be friends with this person, or whatever mm -hmm. it was. And I'm like, I don't know who this person is. And so I, I was like, ah, whatever, I'll friend this person. And then, like, we didn't really make anything of it. Um, like, I saw his post and he saw my post now. Mm -hmm. But then I met him for the first time at a party. And I was, would just, we'd talk here and there and it'd always be kind of movie nerdy stuff. And I didn't hang out with him a ton until... Um, when you and I got together, he was more of just a casual acquaintance and we used to do this thing. We tried to make it monthly and it was 
movie oddities, and we were trying oh, to, yeah. we'd watched these fun movies, <laughs> and um, just horrible, horrible 80s boob <laughs> comedies, and weird <laughs> sci-fi, and... Beach Babes from Beyond. Yeah, Beach Babes David from Dakota Beyond was movies. one of the... The ones we watched, uh, Black and Roses. Yeah, Black I think Roses. I think that's when I first met Chris. Is yeah. when we watched Black Roses. Black right. Roses. And oh, so yeah. we started doing <laughs> these, and Chris would come to. Well, we invited Chris obviously because I knew that he would like it. Yes. Because I knew him well enough at that time that I knew his taste in movies was very similar to my own, and so I was like, "Oh, Chris would love coming to this. We should invite him over," and. He came to every single one. Um, there was times when attendance were good and we'd have like five or six people come over. And there was times when attendance was just Chris coming over <laughs> to our house to watch movies. So we got to know him really and, well. Oh yeah, and so we really got to know him. And also because he's the reason we even have this podcast because of those movie nights Chris would come over, we'd watch movies, and then for two hours after the movie was over, you couldn't get Chris out of our house. We weren't trying to. <laughs> no, it was just... But it was because we would just sit down, everyone else would leave, and it'd be Allison and I and Chris sitting in our living room talking about the movie or other movies and movies we want to see and movies we had seen. And, oh, my God, did you see the horrible special effect in this? And I can't believe Dario Argento is using CGI fire. You know, oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. in his Dracula movie. Ugh. Anyways, but that was, we realized that, because Allison mainly listens to podcasts. We also listen to podcasts ourselves. I'm the one who works from home and can listen to them all Right, she has the so. most podcastable listening mm-hmm. time, whatever. Um, yeah. but so, and had you already guested on one before? Um, on horror movie podcasts. Yeah, I we think? can, we can blame horror movie podcasts so largely for the inception of this She podcast. was a guest <laughs> on a podcast and realized that she could, yes, maybe talk into a microphone and that was okay and with not her. Die. <laughs> and then we thought, obviously we can talk for two hours straight with Chris at any time, any place about movies. It doesn't sure. matter what movie it is. I'm pretty sure Chris could have told you an hour conversation about Transformers 2 if you really wanted to discuss Transformers 2. He probably saw it, and he definitely had opinions <laughs> yeah, on it. Yeah, he had opinions. <laughs> well, and I was going to say, too, and Andy, Andy got into the mix because Andy and I had always kind of talked about maybe doing like independent radio or something because Andy Andy's an experienced college radio DJ so oh, yeah. yeah we used to talk about that back back in the day about maybe doing a show together and then just kind of turned into podcasting just in case anyone was wondering how how Andy got into the mix it wasn't just nepotism it was like hey little brother want to be on our podcast All right just just fill the ranks out a little sure sure but yeah so Chris Chris was just somebody that we could talk to I mean when we would record all of our episodes for this show, it was, you know, hard to want to end the conversation. Oh, yeah. I mean, for people listening at home, we usually do, like, somewhere between an hour and 15 to, like, two and a half hours of talking. That's the, recorded. Most. 
that we put out as a show. Mm -hmm. Um, If you think that's a long time for us talking, that's nothing because usually Chris would show up and Andy would show up. Usually you show up a little we bit before Chris. We have dinner yeah. but and watch they would show whatever up recovering. And... Like three or four hours before we started recording. And we would eat dinner and watch these shows together. And we would be talking about the shows, about other shows, the whole time. And, you know, it got to where even after... We would wrap things up. There was times when we'd kind of, I would, because I'm always the one looking at the clock and looking at the levels of the microphones, I would like kind of give a signal like, we got, we're, we're at two hours, guys, you know? <laughs> and so then we'd be like, all right, let's figure out how to get this out. And then we'd, I'd find a good stopping place or someone would say, you know, that's a good stopping place. And we'd stop recording. We would not stop talking. We'd usually still, we'd actually, lots of times would go back to, because things get brought up in the episode. Sure. We would go back to the TV and start YouTubing clips of things that we had talked about. Like, oh, no, yeah. seriously, you have to watch this. Yeah, recommending things back and <laughs> right. forth. Like, like excited, excited people do when they're Right, because every, every time together would end up with almost homework. Because it would always be we'd talk about things we'd seen that the other one had to see and I was like oh you haven't seen this you need to see that what have I not seen that you've seen that I need to see and you'd go back and forth like that yeah always always something to talk about it was just a lot of fun it you know it was it was a gathering of friends every every month you know we had some months that we skipped but <laughs> Excuse sure. me. Things happen. We're we still were getting over a little this fall crew. earlier, but yeah, we're both with our Halloween shenanigans and I working in a business where you're constantly around the public. I bring home colds all the time. So. Well, then Halloween is the high holy season for us of overdoing it. That that in the middle of the summer. Um, but yeah, we we just I I mean I. I I, I would be <coughs> lying if I didn't say that I, you know, have moments where I'm just absolutely heartbroken over the loss of Chris. Um, it's tempered with gratitude for the time we got to spend with him, though. We we got to know him really well, especially these last couple of years. Um, and the podcast was a great catalyst for having regular time of hanging out, you know. As, in, as many, many of our listeners know, you know, if you, you have careers and families and other hobbies and things and sometimes just as an adult it's just hard to hang out with your friends and so having the podcast has been a really nice way to give us an excuse to get together regularly and um you know I don't regret a single minute of it and I'm so glad that we got the time that we did and I feel I guess my only real regret is um sort of just the naive nature of of being still a fairly young person and thinking that we would have more time and taking that for granted. And I, I feel pretty, pretty shitty about that personally. I just, I thought we'd have more time and, and that's, that's really where it gets me. And not even just, even if, 
we didn't have more time with Chris, the fact that Chris didn't get more time because he had so many things that he wanted to do and so many things I believe he would have done. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it just, it's easy to take for granted that someone will still be there. So I'm, you know, I'm not trying to bring down the house, but it is why we're here, why we're gathered. And, right. and I just, I don't know what kind of after existence is out there and I'm not going to get too spiritual or philosophical, but I just, I sincerely hope that wherever, you know, the life force of Chris may be or may have gone, that he is getting to be himself to the fullest in whatever way that is possible and that it's full of creativity and magic and maybe he meets David Bowie on the other side because man... <laughs> If anybody ever needed to meet David Bowie, it would be Chris. So, um, I don't know. Is there, I, I think, I didn't want to add a whole lot more, but I did want to actually mention something that really creative that Chris used to do that I really appreciated in addition to all the fun things that we did with him. Is he used to be really into throwing a Christmas party every year. And the last couple the years. Chris. <laughs> must party yeah the last couple years um he didn't quite quite make it happen because it, it was a big production and i totally don't blame him for um tapering off on that but man he would throw this party at his apartment where he would deck the whole place out and have snacks and food but he would plan an audio visual presentation where he would MC and do costume changes and there would be lighting effects and i think the last year that we were able to go, he handed out 3D glasses because right. he had a 3D animated <laughs> segment that was really short, but it was so funny. Well, and just was, the way it was all put together was so It was so becoming good. an ongoing gag mm -hmm. because in a previous Christmas party, he had planned this elaborate claymation short he was going to make. <laughs> yeah. And it was this Christmas claymation short, and he... If you've ever tried doing stop motion animation, it takes forever. <laughs> oh my God. So he was able to get about 15 seconds worth of filming. Um, and that was In what 3D. he showed. Well, no, that's what he showed the <laughs> yeah, first yeah. year. And then the second year, and Chris would do anything for a gag. And that's where this story goes. Yeah. Is the next year he said... Don't worry, it's better now. I've improved the short. It's gonna be great, and now it's in 3D. <laughs> and so, like, there was this big buildup about the short again, and how it was gonna be in 3D as well as being longer. And and so he hands out all these glasses, and he put them on, and the bit got cut a little bit wrong because he had the green and yellow or green and red little lasers going off everywhere. And so once you get into those glasses out, everyone was just staring at green and red lasers. <laughs> like, whoa, it does cool things, man. No, it was a light <laughs> It really a is half. a really weird effect. If you ever, if you have the red and green lasers, go get yourself some 3D glasses and go look at well, them. Well, he those. had one of those light up, like dancing light Jesus. Oh, facts yeah. on the wall behind him while he's doing all of this Chris's too. apartment was insane. Um, and, you know, like, have you ever seen this at the mall? Like, it was just, like, multicolored flashing dancing lights around, like, a like a metallic print of Jesus. Classic, yeah. uh, 
blonde hair, blue eyed mm-hmm. Jesus. But anyways, to get back to the joke that he was setting up, and he bought 3D glasses for an entire crowd to hand out so we could put on 3D glasses to watch the short. He did absolutely nothing new to the short. <laughs> it was all just so he could do the short yeah. again. Yeah. And make the joke of, oh, well, that was shit. <laughs> and he throws the glasses <laughs> on the ground. It was so funny. No, it was like it was like being treated to a show you would pay money to go see. Like, he would just put right. so much effort. And there would be costume changes, and sometimes the outfits would light up. And it was just, it was like... Um, well, one year he had... It was like he walked out of the Church of Elvis and did right. some kind of crazy, kitschy Christmas special. One year he had i don't remember how it started but like he was like getting a phone call or something and like oh i need to go to my room to you know yeah. take this and then he goes into his room he costume changes in his room crawls out his bedroom window so that he can go around the apartment complex and come through the front door as Santa Claus mm-hmm. and hand out Christmas presents at the show. Yeah. And or at the show. It was the show. It was his show. And then like he show. said goodbye as Santa Claus ran back around the house, climbed back in through his bedroom window. <laughs> or maybe we would have just met Santa. I think that was it. I think Santa just came to his party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm ruining the so, illusion. So, so he also there was one year where he had the video that he was showing us on his TV synced to his live performance. So it was like he would he like did a little thing on the screen and then he was like talking while he's actually physically in the other room and then comes back out like it was all synced up oh right but it was like yeah. he was communicating with himself on screen and there was it was just really good timing like the comedic timing was perfect it was right. it was a really well done performance and he would do this and it wasn't a thing he was doing for sale or something that he was playing he just on did it for public. a friend he did it for a group of 15 people in his apartment mm-hmm. just for the fun of it yeah i think Chris is actually actually one of those cases of an artistic genius that that not enough people got to know about right. while he was here. You know, like he's just he he was. I think the most tragic thing of it is how little his work got out there for what he could have really done had you know the big discovery, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing happened. Because he did so many things. I mean, he composed, and he did film editing, and he made puppets, and he made the most hysterical dioramas. Um, his mom had several that that she'd been gifted on display at his memorial, and I took some pictures, and I don't know, I, I kind of maybe like to put a picture of my favorite one <laughs> on the show notes. I don't know if anyone will care, but it just had me in stitches. I was... I was a mess. It was only a week after we learned of his death when we went to the memorial. So everybody was just reeling and in shock and it was just a big weepy mess. It was beautiful, but it was it was very painful. And yet there was this art that was making me laugh while I'm crying. And I just think that was like part of the magic of Chris. And I'll describe it. I'm going to post a photo. There were one of these dioramas that he had was of little figurines in a wedding ceremony and then there's a big door and there's a giant deer in proportion to these human figurines 
busting in through the door. <laughs> <laughs> and it just says, there's a little blurb typed out at the bottom. It says, and suddenly, without warning, the ceremony was interrupted. <laughs> it's just so funny. I was like, oh, damn it. And he was really into um, those little monster finger puppets that you see places. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, he was actually, he would do dioramas with those all the time. He did a really cute one where they're uh, playing chess against each other. But he was actually talking about developing a soap opera film that he wanted to do. It was a soap opera of like the, the dramatic lives of these monster <laughs> finger puppets. Of the finger monsters. Yeah. Which we were totally going to help him with. But yeah, it just... Oh, he was just so wickedly funny. Wickedly funny and and very talented. And, um, and you know, in, a, in, in Portland where we are, or as we like to call it, Dab in Portland, there's so many wonderfully talented people, but Chris, Chris was definitely one of them, and he's one that deserved more attention. So if you're listening to this and you're a fan of the show and um, you're not, you know, a friend or a family member who's listening just to remember Chris, I highly encourage, check out the photos that we're going to post on hauntedavenport.com. Check out his Instagram. Um, any other fun things that I can find links to um, when we post this, I'll have that as well. And just, just, you know, take a moment and explore this wonderful human being that we got to know. Yeah. And I think maybe that's, you know, does anybody have anything else they want to say? That there was a Dracula. Oh God, that had me in stitches. His impersonations. Was that from? Was that from? What episode was that? Because that's actually in one of the episodes. It was. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in the in search of episode. Oh yeah. First. Oh God. But it makes an appearance in other episodes, I believe, only because one. It was just so funny when Chris came up with that, that we kept referencing it to each other, and yeah. Allison and I. Like, literally days ago, I probably made a, that there was a Dracula <laughs> comment. I just picture him. But yeah, it, all, it, it originated voice. on that episode because we were talking about cryptids. And I think it was before we were recording when we were just talking about, like, because um, it was in search of. And we were doing the cryptids because that was how we could, like, link so many episodes together without going way too deep into in search yeah. of. And so Chris was just like, we're rattling off, oh, you know, they got the good ones covered. They got Bigfoot. They got Nessie. And he's like, we, you know, they got this. <laughs> and he's like, what about the one with the, the Dracula? <laughs> and it's like, and he just thought it was hilarious. And we're like, yeah, the one with, or with Dracula. But it was like, as if Dracula was a cryptid. <laughs> And so he just started going off this long story about how, like, a couple of rednecks are out in the wood drinking beers and hunting, and all of a sudden, that there was a Dracula. Oh, man. I had yeah. to put down my can of chewing everything. Oh, goodness. Well, I think we're about to sign off here, guys. Um, thank you for listening. Thanks for bearing with us as we um, pay tribute to our friend, and uh, for those of you who are interested, we will be coming back in January um, with some new episodes. Um, I'm not going to go into too much more detail because this is really about Chris. Um, 
also we're not 100% detailed. On sure, sure. Anyway. But stay tuned. If you're interested in continuing on with our show, um, and we hope you will, uh, check back with us in January, and we'll have some new, new stuff to discuss, new things. Um, and I think that'll give us all um, enough time to adjust to... You know, no, we gather in person as a group and no, nobody was looking forward to gathering with the absence of Chris, you know, it just, there was a, there were definitely some times where last few months were just the thought was kind of unbearable. So, yeah. um, but we do love the show and I, and I, I guarantee he would give us a whole lot of hell if he thought we were going to quit because of what has happened. Um, he was just that kind of guy. So in closing... I would just like to say thank you for your friendship, Chris. You're a wonderful human being, and we will miss you, and we love you, and we are so grateful to have known you. So thanks. And to those who knew Chris personally and those who are fans of him on, on our show and other places, um, our hearts go out to you, and we, we feel this loss with you. Um, Thank you for being part of the Davenport family. Until next time, guys.
This is the trip And this the business we take This is our number Everything has changed.